With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yeah, I think eventually I, I have to get that respect back because I obviously don't have it on, on his end. We've seen with Next Gen Car, that's just how you have to race. You have to race like an asshole and, and Denny races like an asshole. So I guess I will going forward. It's episode eight of the High Limit Room. Dylan Welch along with Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet previewing uh, our next race for the High Limit Sprint Car Series, which is Grandview. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, the 24th, and uh, we race tomorrow on July the 25th. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. There's been a lot that's happened since the last time we've raced and, and the last show we've done. Um, we can start with a victory toast for Kyle for winning the Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup a couple of weeks ago now at Lernerville. His uh, 29th outlaw, uh, all-star win, I should say. I'm drinking water this morning because it's uh, 9.20 a.m. Um, <laughs> But uh, $25,000 victory for Kyle. Um, and apart from that, we've got, of course, the million to recap, Kings Royal, uh, Pennsylvania silly season with all the driver swapping that's going on over there. Uh, and as of yesterday, we can add Pocono to the list of things to uh, discuss quickly before we uh, talk about sprint car racing. So, uh, Kyle, I guess first, let's let's talk about uh, Silver Cup just, just real quick uh, at Lernerville. Big win for you in in kind of the the thought process that we're going back there with the High Limit Sprint Car Series for the second fifty thousand dollar to win race of the year. Um, so was it nice to get a uh, kind of a big money win under your belt there before we go back for for fifty k in a in a month or so, a few couple months? Yeah, definitely. No, it was good to uh, obviously win there. Um, I've never been to Lernerville, and it's been that slick either. So that was uh, that was um, difficult. It was. It was, uh, I was pretty bad. I felt like, um, in the heat race and, and even in the dash, I wasn't that good. And then in the feature, um, as always, Paul got us a little bit better. So, um, I imagine, you know, depending on weather, I guess, you know, the track at Lernerville, uh, will be slick again. And I think, you know, the, the guys that will be there, you know, it should be a little bit tougher field when we go back to the high limit race. So, um, I'm sure some guys, We'll be there that are really good in the slicks, so we'll still have to get quite a bit better, I think, to uh, yeah, have a shot at win. But um, it was great to win another twenty five grand, and um, you know, beat beat uh, Brent Marks and and Justin Peck, who were both really good. So um, you know, that was good. The, the crowd was the crowd was better than I anticipated. Um, I know the crowd is going to be huge when we go back with the High Limit Series. So uh, looking forward to all of that. That race is September 26th, so we're still uh, still a little ways away from that. It's the third to last race of the year scheduled right now for for high limit. So, 
All right, let's uh, let's get Pocono out of the way here before we talk about some some more sprint car stuff. So uh, I thought you had a great interview on TV yesterday, uh, just kind of talking about you know the last few laps and everything that happened there. But um, you've had a had some time to to kind of decompress and think about it, I guess. So uh, my question is, how much longer is this going to continue before you guys decide you aren't friends anymore or that you don't want to hang out with each other? Because he's 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 run you this way a couple times now. So I, I would imagine your rope, you're running out of rope here, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's that's the tough part about racing and friendships and, and all that. But um, I don't know. I mean, you try hard to not let that stuff um you linger to where it affects off the track but but obviously on the track i mean i i feel like you know I, i've got reason to be upset you know a handful of times now yeah and, and most of the times that he's gotten into me it's it's nothing intentional um or anything like that where you know, yesterday is is the first time i've been actually like i would say upset with stuff that's happened from him to me just because i, I it, it was intentional um, you know, he went in there to, you know, run as close as he could to my left side, which he did hit me. Um, I know he says he, he didn't, but, um, you know, the replays clearly show that, that he makes contact with me and then my car shoots up the racetrack. So, um, you know, it was an intentional move. I don't know if he necessarily meant to put me in the wall, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I have a reason to be upset about yesterday. So, um, you know, just, it, it sucks, but, uh, you know, you, you learn from, from things like that and, you know, you race people, you know, differently going forward. So that's my full intention is to, to not give him an inch. Like he hasn't been giving me, you know, a quarter of an inch. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, kind of is what it is after that, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, I'm, I can't deny that I have not, you know, made it moves exactly the same way as that um, or put others in, in tough spots. But, you know, I, I feel like <clears throat> I can expect to be raced that same way back from those people where I, I haven't put Denny in the wall. Um, I haven't, I've been spun off his front bumper, you know, many a times now. So, um, you know, I think eventually I, I have to, get that respect back because I obviously don't have it on, on his end. Yeah. I mean, he may respect my talent and stuff like that, like you said, but I feel like when we're racing with each other, I don't get the same respect that I feel like I give him. What is that like in the NASCAR world? I mean, like you guys all have relationships and I know that there's, there's friendships you have with other guys besides just Denny. Like we bring that up just because it's, it's been brought up and it's, you know, it's a thing to talk about, but like, how is, how are those relationships, I guess, handled when stuff like this happens? Like, is it something where you just, you compartmentalize it and you're like, okay, I'm just going to race this guy the same way he raced me. Or like, do you, do you believe that like talking to guys outside of the racetrack is, is the way to go there? Um, no, I mean, I, I don't really like talking, uh, whether, whether things happen on accident or, or intentionally, I, I think it's best to just, you know, move on. I'm just that type of person. I don't really like confrontation. I'd, I'd like things to move over as quickly as possible, whether that be racing stuff or things with Caitlin, even, you know, when she's upset with me, like I, I don't do the best job of communicating, but, um, you know, with the, with the racing stuff, it's just, I don't know. 
it, it just it's just an awkward conversation that doesn't really change anything. Um, it doesn't change the result that happened. Um, sure, you know, in in situations where you truly are sorry, I think it's important to reach out and and say you're sorry. Um, but again, it doesn't change the result. It probably doesn't change the way that person feels about you. And then you know, there's times where, yeah, I mean, you're not sorry and, and you shouldn't have to reach out. So I, I know he's not sorry. He shouldn't be sorry. Um, you know, he did what he, he thought he had to do to win the race and, and he ultimately won the race. So, um, it's just the stuff that I've heard, you know, after the, the race now is, is really what's frustrated me even more, you know, for him to say that he, he didn't hit me. How do you crash somebody when you don't even touch them? Well, you did touch me. Um, you can look at the the onboard from the four car and you see, you can, you can tell the angle that I, that I have after he hits the left side of my car. I have no angle to make the rest of the corner. I've looked at S and T. I was off the throttle as soon as he hit me all the way until I hit the wall. So, um, when he says, you know, you have a choice to lift, I did lift. So, um, all that stuff just pisses me off, but, um, you know, maybe he wasn't obviously, you know, after the race, you don't have the time to look at SMT, you know, you, he probably didn't, I didn't even see the angle of the four car until, you know, after midnight last night. So I know he didn't see that, um, during all his victory lane stuff. So maybe, maybe his opinion changes a little bit, you know, today, but, um, you know, I, I know, I know he feels a certain way about, I guess the way that I race or he thinks that I race, but I've seen him put more people in that position than I've put in that position. Um, sure. I, I got Bubba into the wall and, and he retaliated and, and he had every right to be mad at me. Um, then he, then he doesn't think I should be mad at him. It, it seems like though. You at least did a better job of uh, not crashing three other cars. Like what happened when the exact same thing happened last year with he in the one car. So that was, uh, that was a positive at least. Well, I, mean, too, I had, so I, I all the, the whole scenario ran through my head before, you know, the final two restarts, you know, I had Denny to my inside the second to last restart. I got a good push from behind. Um, so I didn't have to worry about him running me in the fence then, but it all ran through my head before, you know, I was like, okay, I know if he gets to my inside, he's going to pull the same movie did to me on Ross because you know, it worked for here. So I told myself, do not hook him. <laughs> Don't, you know, if he puts you in the wall, you know, try and breathe and, and, and do what you can to slow him down, but don't, don't right hook him. But, um, so yeah, I mean, you, you can expect, you can expect things from guys and, and I expect Denny to race me that way. So I've seen him do it to others. Um, but I felt like, you know, Martin on that, that the same scenario happened to restart before and Martin's probably the cleanest race car driver on the track and he didn't, he didn't pull the move. So, um, but Martin also didn't win. So, uh, I guess, you know, we've seen with the next gen car, that's just how you have to race. You have to race like an asshole and, and Denny races like an asshole. So, um, I guess I will going forward. Brad, what about for you guys? I mean, it's, you know, it's different obviously in sprint car stuff, than NASCAR stuff, like you can't just drive down in there and, you know, knock somebody out of the way. I mean, you could, I guess, if you wanted to, but you're, you know, not, you just, get, you just fight afterwards. I mean, so, but, but that's what I, that's what I was going to say is like, you know, you're, you're kind of a guy that I think doesn't, I don't want to say likes to fight, but you're, you're a guy that, you know, will, I mean, I, maybe we will say, I'll Kyle, I'll let you say that, but you're, you know, you're a guy that I think would maybe be, you know, a little bit more willing to kind of have a discussion with somebody about about something like that if you feel like you're wrong i mean is that is that accurate is that how you feel like that stuff 
is handled for for sprint car guys that race each other 80 times a year or do you just you just run guys dirtier if you feel like you're if you've been wronged uh, i mean everyone has a different personality i think for me like listening to kyle he's just way too nice you know like like i would just absolutely you know uh let denny know you know in one way or other that that was absolutely unacceptable you know uh whether that was down there fighting or whether that was making sure that he didn't win the race i don't know i just i feel like you you got to earn that respect and stick up for yourself in certain certain situations so people know you know not to mess with you um and i've had to do that with in sprint car racing but you know typically we all race each other pretty clean um you know if there's a guy that comes along that's that's dirty or you know that's kind of racing dirty it seems like uh they get called out pretty quick, um, in sprint car racing anyway. Um, you know, whether that's a, you know, confrontation in the pits or, you know, uh, just sometimes young guys need to get taught, you know, just learn and, and like earn that respect. So with Denny, with Kyle, it's like, you know, Denny's been around forever and it's like, you know, he, he completely understands what he's doing, you know, and I feel like, you know, Kyle's just going to have to, you know, make sure that that doesn't happen to him again, you know, with Denny. And Kyle said that that's what he was going to do moving forward. So uh, (laughs) we'll uh, we'll watch it. Watch it, Richmond. Uh, That's first up this weekend for NASCAR. All right. um, Let's talk about the million. Um, Nobody is uh, nobody is too rich to be on this podcast anymore. Uh, Nobody won the million dollars. So we're all still here. but let, let's talk about it. And you guys have both been a part of of big events in sprint car racing. You've been a, been a part of bigger events uh, outside of sprint car racing. Uh, what did you think about just the event itself? Not even the racing, but just just kind of the vibe, the feel, the the ambiance of of the environment of going for a million dollars. And Kyle, we can start with you. Um, I don't know. It, it was weird. I'm I'm curious what Brad what Brad will say as well. But like. I don't know. I, I was trying to like feel the energy and, and I just, I just never really felt much energy through, through, through the crowd, like before the race, you know, I thought at least before the main event, you would be rowdy and loud and you could hear the crowd, but man, it was just like silent. <laughs> so it was, it was just weird. I don't know if it's cause I just don't know if the fans also felt the, you know, the, the pressure of, of what the drivers are about to go through um race for a million bucks or what but it didn't it didn't feel like a saturday night king's royal crowd um even if the crowd was a similar size which i'm sure it was a little bit smaller just being you know a thursday night but um it was still packed um so yeah i i don't know i just didn't really like feel the energy that much before the feature but still when you're going across the intro stage and you're strapping in the car like us is a driver and competitor like you you know it's on the line and um that part that that feel that you get is a lot of fun um as a driver so yeah i I had that feel it 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 felt like you know hey if you win a this race right here like you're doing something pretty historic so that part i i liked but um i don't know i think i think if that event was to continue you know down the road it would it would get bigger i think the energy would get bigger I think the first event, it was just a little confusing. Uh, I think fans were just confused on how to act on a Thursday night rather than a weekend. So, um, but no, it was, it was still great. I, I'm super thankful for Eldora Speedway and 
Flow Racing, Tony Stewart, everybody who, you know, put the money up to allow the teams and drivers to race for that. Um, congratulations to Logan and Shark Racing. That was, uh, I mean, we're, we're all deserving of it, of, of a million bucks, I feel like, but that team more than, more than others, just seeing where they've come from in the last 10 years um, to ultimately win a million dollar race is pretty damn special. So um, that was really cool to see. Um, I thought Brad was going to be able to steal it there on, on some of them restarts, but uh, Logan was just too fast on clean air. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the, I feel like you're kind of on the same, you know, wavelength, Kyle. Like, I felt like the crowd was good, like really good for a Thursday night. Like, there was all the people there, but the energy was down a little bit. Um, so, not sure why that was. Um, but you know, I thought it was maybe like nervous energy because there was a million dollars on the line. Uh, maybe this is kind of the crowd had that that same feeling. Uh, I thought the prelim night racing was the best racing of the weekend the track seemed like uh the heat races were great cars were passing you know coming from eighth in those heat races and and kind of getting in transfers i think the invert worked really well because the split you split the field and it was an eight so so the front of the field you know uh you know made it conducive to racing um you know when passing um so yeah it was and the, and the track was good um and then you know the million like you said just like I had, you know, kind of like excited energy, you know, I was in a good spot. Once I won my heat race, um, I felt like I was in a good spot and then, um, yeah, ultimately just didn't get the job done. But like you said, happy for Logan. Uh, I've watched shark racing come from the very bottom to the top and, uh, yeah, they're, they definitely deserve, deserve every bit of that. And they, I know Scruffy, you know, I'm sure he's already got a lot of it spent, but, uh, yeah, I'm happy for their, happy for them for sure. Did you guys feel like you raced differently? And maybe this is this is a better question for Brad since you were kind of in the mix for the million, really. I mean, Kyle was too, but you know, Brad, you were you were I guess a little closer to the front. But did you feel like you guys did anything differently or or approached things differently in the race given what was at stake? I yeah, I don't. I I mean, I definitely thought in my head like it's all or nothing, you know, in a way, but there's just only so much you can do. You know, Logan, I felt like had the best car. He was fast time, went eighth the first, first in his heat. Like he was just really fast from, from the word go. And then you put him on the pole, you know, because the way the format worked, um, you know, the fast guys ended up in the, you know, the, probably the three, four, five fastest cars were in the top five spots. So it was always going to be hard to, to pass. Like Carson was really fast. And so was Logan. I just tried, I just needed my recent, starts were really the only opportunity I was going to probably have to ever gain the track position. So I just tried to be a little more aggressive or, you know, just as aggressive as I possibly could. Um, so that might be the only thing that'd be like a little bit different. I didn't really care if I got myself in a tight spot or not. I just figured like, like you were either going to make it through and win the million bucks or give yourself a shot to win a million bucks or, or you weren't, or you weren't, you know, we're typically you're racing for points or, you know, a lot less money, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it, it honestly, I mean, 50 laps, stopped at lap 20 and then 30 more. I felt like we just kind of hammered around there. I felt like the race was a fast pace and it was just, there just wasn't a lot of opportunity. I, I didn't feel like to, to do anything. I kind of felt like you'd get a restart and the lap cars kind of all stayed low and it just, it created uh, probably not as exciting a race as I, as I had hoped for, but you know, that's just sometimes how it goes in sprint car racing. Is that a product? Yeah. Is, go ahead, Kyle. 
<clears throat> I was just going to say, you know, I got caught up in that big wreck and I went up on top of the trailer to watch the rest of the race. And like, I don't know where all the cars went. <laughs> like, like the field was way smaller. Um, you know, after that crash, obviously. And I was like, man, like this, yeah. Like I was like, man, they're never going to get into thick lap traffic. Like, everybody was kind of spread out and you, know, you could look ahead and the lappers were the leader always had a clean lane. So, um, yeah, it just, uh, it made, it made the race. I think that crash really affected the race. You know, I think if you go 30 laps, you know, nonstop to end the race, but you have five more cars on the track, I think the race looks different. I think Carson gets a little closer to him, which also brings Brad a little closer and, and maybe, I don't know if the results any different, but I think the race looks a little bit better. So, um, yeah, I thought that, I thought the crash really, you know, affected, affected the overall entertainment of the race. Yeah. And it took out a lot of good cars too, obviously. So that was, that was another part of it. Kyle, you've, you've been a part of and won million dollar races before. Um, did this race feel any different than those? I mean, it is different. It's, you know, it's a different car obviously, but was your mindset um, different than, than the other million dollar races you've been a part of? Well, I think, I think um, <clears throat> I would say when I first started racing the, the all-star races um, in the cup series, you know, it was like, I just remember being like jacked up and not so nervous, but just like, probably how Brad felt, you know, before the, before the race, this or at Eldora. Um, but then like, after you race a few of them, then you win it, win it once, you know, your, your nerves kind of go down for the next time. Then you win again and it goes down. And then, uh, for like North Wilkesboro this year, you, you end up really not even thinking about the money part of it. You just really want to win another big race and get a, a cool trophy and all that. And, um, I wouldn't say I had that same exact feeling for Eldora, but I felt more kind of like relaxed and, and at peace with, with the race and with the result, whatever it may be. Um, now if I would have won, I, I don't know, you know, maybe once you cross the checkered, I, I would have been, you know, more jacked up than I was for my first all-star win. I, I don't know. But, um, I think, you know, just with age and experience, your nerves aren't quite as much as they were you know, when I was a 21 year old, um, who didn't have, you know, much to my name, I guess, really at that point in my life. So, um, I mean, that, that first million dollar win I got, you know, went a long way. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I just think with age and experience, you're a little more, more relaxed for all events, even the big ones. Brad, how are you feeling at the half at the lap 20 break when you were, you were still in the mix, you were, you know, you were, you could, reach out and grab it almost, but you know, you still had a, a full feature effectively to run. Yeah. Um, surprisingly I was, I was really calm all day. Like I didn't have the nerves that I thought I was going to have. Um, even like, especially after the heat race, I felt really just, uh, comfortable with whatever the outcome was. It was, was, it was cause we, we brought the best car we could. I showed up ready to race. We put ourselves in a good position and then you kind of just race it out. So you know, after the first 20 laps, I was kind of concerned because uh, I didn't feel like I had enough speed. You know, obviously they were dr like driving away from me. So we kind of threw a few things at it, just hoping that something would wake the car up just a little bit more. So maybe I could, you know, make a little bit more of a run at it. So, um, yeah, I didn't I was kind of thinking at that point, you know, I needed I needed some help to win the race. And 
um, you know, knew, I knew we needed to make some changes with our car. Um, so we tried a few things, but, and, and it was a little bit better, but it just ultimately wasn't fast enough. Um, once Logan would get going, it's just, you just couldn't see him. So uh, I got by Carson, had a little bit of battle with him, but even he would be able to get back by me. I'd, I'd get him on the restart and then seemed like he had a little more speed than me. So yeah, it just wasn't our night that night, but you know, uh, the Napa guys put a solid effort in. So, um, you know, can't, can't really complain about third place there. Perhaps the most uh, dramatic event of the weekend was the, or the week was the morning of, right? When Anthony Macri uh, was relieved of his duties from the family car uh, and Lance DeWeese was brought in to, um, to drive that, who's since been released from his own ride, the, the Crite 69 back in Pennsylvania. So, uh, there's something in the water in PA right now, apparently with, uh, with all these guys moving around, moving cars around and getting, uh, getting fired from their family cars and whatnot. Was that, uh, was that Macri thing as big of a, a bomb drop to you guys as it, as it seemed like it was, were you surprised by that? I mean, I was surprised because yeah. I thought they were doing, I thought they were doing, doing so good, you know, like Joe Mooney, you know, who's was, uh, my car chief for the last four years is, you know, so I pay, he's his Anthony's crew chief now. So I, I, you know, kind of pay attention and always give Joe, you know, a shout out or text. Like, and he, they've been winning lots of races. They've been running really good. I'm like, you know, like thinking that Anthony's a guy that you're going to always have to contend with at a lot of these races. And then you wake up the morning of and they broke up and you, you know, I, I just assumed it was obviously some sort of family, you know, anytime there's ma or dads and sons involved, you know, you get, weird arguments or weird fights that cause stuff like that. So that part of it, you know, over the years doesn't really surprise me anymore because I've seen it so many times, but yeah, just kind of a shocker. Cause like really, if they could have just got along a little bit longer, um, Anthony would have had a really decent shot to try to win a million dollars and a Kings Royal and, you know, all these big races coming up and it's, it's never a good time to try to switch cars uh, at this point. So uh, maybe it's a life lesson for him. <laughs> Yeah. Weird timing. Um, and it affects the high limit stuff too. He was second in points. Um, so just, just trying to give it to Kyle nowadays. Jeez. I know. Well, well, and, and so that's the other, the other layer of this onion, right? Is that Tyler Courtney gets hurt. So now Anthony Macri is in the seven BC for the all-star races and the Indy race part 71 for the high limit races. So he'll still, uh, he'll still be around and, and Bernie's Bernie's cars are good. You guys know that. Yeah. So yeah. we, uh, we we can't give it to Kyle quite yet, I don't think, Brad. No, no. I hope someone gives him a run for for his money. Uh, he can't take it all. Hopefully, <laughs> Walker Pia told me yesterday he hopes I get a flat. Like what? Man, <laughs> that's harsh. Hey, 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 promoters, man. The promoters in us want to see. A, we want it to be a, a a little bit more exciting show. So yeah, we uh, we don't want to have to manufacture it. But you know, if it uh, if it happens, we're not going to complain. <laughs> I uh before we before we 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 preview Grandview kind of in a little more detail coming up tomorrow I do want to talk about Kings Royal uh just to f to finish our our Eldora discussion. So um not the the end of the weekend that I know you either of you guys was was hoping for but the format format there is unique, right? I mean it's it's maybe the hardest part of of that entire weekend is is um just having it all go the way you need it to go to put yourself in the be best position to to go after a king's royal win so um 
I want to I want to get your thoughts on that, Kyle, and and just kind of the challenge of maximizing each time you're on the racetrack and how you put yourself in the best position possible to to potentially win a King's Royal. Yeah, I mean it's a well, it's an interesting format. You know, it's been I feel like the King's Royal format's been around the way it is for a, a long time now. They've had small twists to it with the wheel and whatnot, which. I feel like the wheel was, was good, you know, have that they had it the, the previous two or three years. And that kind of kept you honest for qualifying, you know, because you didn't know where that wheel was going to land. And if you, you know, would miss the invert, if you try to sandbag a little bit where you, know, this year was back to the six car invert. It had rained, you know, all morning long and even into the afternoon. So you knew the track was going to be heavy and hard to pass. So, um, there was a, you know, of few or a couple um top qualifiers that uh played the the invert game right and um you know i think if the wheel was there you wouldn't have had as much of that so um but i will say that that format works the best for the 57 because we <laughs> suck at qualifying uh <laughs> so um that's the only that's the only format i i I feel comfortable with for, for us in our <laughs> qualifying program. So uh, we went like two tenths quicker around there than I've ever gone and uh, still was 15th quick. So um, lined up on the outside of the second row of a heat race, which I was happy about. I thought that was a good spot to be in. And then, you know, gravel went out there and, you know, nailed his lap and, and started on the pole of our race. So that kind of was a bummer, but um yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's a tough format. I, I think that format is amazing. I think it like for, for racing when the track is in good shape, you know, obviously the weather kind of killed, killed the racing that, that night, but, um, I've seen great heat races for the Kings Royal when the tracks, you know, wide and racy and in the positions, you know, and, and they changed up, you know, where the, I think, I don't know if it was for this or the million, but they had the redraw stuff, but, uh, Normally, like heat six is you win it and you're on the pole, you're on second, you start 12th. So that that's makes how, that's how it was still. How it was still okay. Yeah. Um, I think that part's awesome. Like, it it makes when the track is good, like, it makes you each position mean even more. So, um, yeah, we just didn't get all that excitement because of the way the track was. But, uh, yeah, I think I think bring the wheel back and the format's fine. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm go ahead, Brad. I was gonna say I agree. The the wheel is the one thing that like just you know no one can really complain. They can land on a whatever numbers they put on it, and like nobody's gonna know if they need a sandbag or not sandbag. And then it is just more like luck of the draw. You know, you got you know, this time, and then wherever you fall, then you got a race. You know, and I think that's the idea of the format. It's like the good guys got to pass cars, but you know, obviously, like Kyle said, the the rain it really just made the format. Um, you know, not work that great with the, with how wet the track was, but there's, that's, you know, one year and how many, and we, you know, you don't want a knee jerk reaction. So, you know, maybe just a slight tweak in case that does happen again, you know, the wheel, maybe, you know, maybe it's a four invert or something. And I think it wouldn't have been near the, near as big of a deal. Playing the invert is like, it's just part of the game, right? I mean, it's part of the strategy of, of, you know, putting yourself in the best position. So like, I don't, I don't think it's taboo to ask this or, or talk about it, but like how difficult is qualifying when you're actually trying to do that? And you're trying to just like 
hit a target lap of what you think you need to be in to like put yourself in the best position possible. Cause like, you know, qualifying is in principle, all just, it just about going out there and just ripping as fast of a lap as you can. So how do you understand where you're supposed to be? And, and is it, is it a feel thing? Are you looking at the board? Like, how do you, how do you do that? Well, for years, I mean, the 49, we did a, we did a really good job. Um, it's a lot easier when you draw a little later and it's a lot easier when the track, uh, you know, has, it used, it's usually like a half a second, you know, four, four to five tenths is, is from like first to, uh, what is it? 36, six times six. So yeah, it's like 30. So you kind of know, like if you're pretty fast in hot laps to slow down two tenths or even three tenths is pretty, actually pretty easy. I know it's, you know, like you just got to basically breathe the throttle a little bit and then you're you know, and then you'll slow down. Um, I think you saw that with gravel. I think he just nailed it perfect. Um, but I didn't feel like with how tight it was between a, you know, a high 12, eight and a 13. Oh, that was, that was really what it, what it came down to. Uh, I didn't feel like it was, it was as possible, but David obviously proved it, you know, that you could, and he did a great job and it is a game. I don't think it's taboo. I don't, I don't know why, anybody should think it's taboo like the rules are the rules and you're you're there to try to win the race it doesn't matter how you try to accomplish to win the race the invert they do it so that so that the smaller teams feel like they have a chance when they get there because they're going to start on the front of a heat you know or they don't need a big engine so you know if you're a a guy doing this for a living and you're there to win the race and uh, you're going to be in a better position by you know going a tenth or two slower and qualifying then you probably are going to look at that, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to start on the front row of a heat or second row of heat than the third row of a heat. So we didn't play the game right, but over the years, it certainly has been played when they brought the wheel out. That's when I didn't feel like you could play the game anymore. Um, you know, so that's why I thought that was kind of a, a better situation. Cause I don't really love the, you know, when me and my crew chief are talking about how to go slower and qualifying, you know, I just, I don't love that, but I get it. And I'm not complaining at all. Yeah, it's part of it, like you said. So, all right. Um, Kyle, do you have anything else you want to talk about from Eldora? Or are you good? You Anything anything on your mind? Uh, no. Um, glad I got through Saturday night without crashing. It was sketchy. So, I thought there was many times I was going to start bouncing and flipping. So, I um, was just happy to get out of there and uh, get another get a top five in the Kings Royal from where we started. I thought was uh, was good. So. Um, I feel like our car is in a good spot right now. So just got to uh, keep tweaking on things, get a little bit better and try and go in an Oxford nationals here soon. Yep. It's coming up. We've got a couple high limit races before then first, as we said, uh, tomorrow, July 25th, Tuesday at Grandview Speedway in Pennsylvania. Let me make sure I get the, uh, the event name correct here. The Richmar florists high limit sprint car series powered by, uh, 11 machine and truck equipment. So I will uh, have to be reading that on the PA because I'm not going to be able to memorize that. Um, you guys, uh, everybody have their merch stocked up. The PA fans are, uh, are always ready to, to run you guys out of, out of t-shirts and stuff. So has everybody got all their stuff ready to sell? I, I don't know. I got to check with Lex. I know we did really good at Eldora and we had, she ordered like, I mean, Brad probably knows the quantities of all that more than I do. <laughs> um, I know she had tons of hats, tons of shirts, and we basically sold out of everything. So I, I'm, I hope KSP's got us restocked and uh, ready to go to PA. Because yeah, the PA fans are 
are great. They're amazing. They love buying merchandise. I don't race in Pennsylvania or at least in central PA much at all this year. Um, this might be my only race really near central PA. So come out, buy your, buy your Kyle Larson merchandise. This might be the only chance you get this year. The, uh, I'm, ahead, I'm excited. I'm excited for Grandview. I've heard, you know, too. a lot of, uh, you know, I've, I haven't been there in years. I I've raced USAC there and I remember the crowd being really good. And I've heard a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about how big these crowds can be. And, uh, just the other night at Williams Grove, it was like every person that came up to me was like super excited to go to the Highland race at Grandview on Tuesday. Can't wait, you know, can't wait. So I heard that a lot. So I'm, I'm expecting, uh, that we're going to have a, you know, packed house and a great atmosphere. And obviously, you know, hopefully we'll put on a great show. When I announced for USAC, um, Grandview is always the start of Eastern Storm. So it was always a Tuesday. And every year I was there for three straight years. And every year the place was like jam packed. Like you couldn't, couldn't get a, another person in there. It seemed like, so, uh, they, uh, they love it. And, uh, and hopefully everybody shows up, uh, again tomorrow. So, um, what, as, as, as Brad was saying, I've only seen a, a non-wings race there. So what's the challenge, Kyle, of getting a wing car around there? Cause it's kind of a unique shape. It's a, it can be a, it, the, the racing, surface itself is kind of just narrow it's not the racing groove just the surface itself is kind of a narrow track so what's the challenge of of getting around there yeah grandview grandview to me is is uh it's exciting it's fun it's it's challenging um man like hot laps and qualifying i've been there when the tracks kind of gripped up and <clears throat> you feel like you're hauling ass around that place uh it's narrow the wall is like <laughs> not straight at all or the boilerplate as the uh, announcer calls it so um it's super fast and then like before the feature they'll water it you're like damn like we're gonna be locked down for 30 40 laps here and then you go out and like lap three like the wing is <laughs> trunked like it's slick I don't know, it's just got it's got really kind of weird black dirt i've never i've never raced on on black dirt like that it's it's really good dirt you know i think most of the time you know black dirt when it gets slick it takes rubber really fast and i've only been there once i think when it's taken rubber so um it gets really slick the the lane changes quite a bit throughout the race and after restarts and stuff so you've always got to be kind of searching you know i think even under green and, and under caution you gotta you, you gotta have your eyes kind of wandering to, to see what lanes are developing and clean it off so um i love grandview i would say port royal is probably my favorite track in pennsylvania and then grandview would be would be second so um the 57 is always good there too so that uh makes things more fun but um i'm excited i i, I was really really happy when we were able to get this race on our schedule um because of the track itself but then also yeah as we've we've all said you know the crowd every time i've been there for a psg week race it's packed so um i imagine with with our series coming um and with the pennsylvania speed week race raining out it's going to be huge so looking forward to the event tomorrow and it's uh kind of the end of the summer break i guess for for high limit we've got a, another break after these next few but uh run grandview tomorrow and then kokomo next week 
and then everybody goes to Knoxville and then we go to Houston. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of big, big time stuff coming up. So, uh, we are live on flow racing tomorrow at 6, 10 PM Eastern time. And, uh, again, that is for the Richmar florists, high limit sprint car series powered by 11 machine and truck equipment. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll get things going as we said at 6, 10 Eastern time. All right. Um, before we go, let's do hold them or fold them. Um, I know you guys have a couple foldums. I'm going to hold the AJ Foyt documentary that Flow Racing put out. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see that. It's it's a, the second installment of the Legends of Racing series that that the Flow Films team has done. They did a great one on the the Bettenhausen family earlier this year. The AJ Foyt one is uh is just as good and uh probably the one I enjoy more because I ran 14 on my cars when I was younger because of AJ. So uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch that, be sure to check it out. Um, what are we folding this week, boys? There's there's a couple things we threw around before we got we got recording. So what are we? Uh, I want to hold uh, racing for a million dollars every year. Okay, that that's fun. a good one. We could do that again. Uh, my folding would probably be um, not having the wheel at the Kings Royal. Like we need the wheel back. So holding just the the set invert would be my my one fold. You want it to be different every, you know, the opportunity. I just, yeah, I think different. the wheel just the wheel makes it yeah, it it makes it unknown. I like that. So folding not having the wheel, I guess would be the right way to say that. Okay. Or folding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. It's a good one. Okay. Kyle, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. I I had the the same at least fold them as Brad, I think. I just think the the known six invert could go, but um, I, I do like the invert invert of of some unknown number for for Kings Royal and um, honestly even even the million like the million the wheel with the bigger invert um, in gaining points I I really loved I loved the the million format you know and then inverting eight which it ended up being for the heat races. And then I don't know if it was eight or 10 for the feature. I thought those were great inverts because it, it put, it put some jam cars, um, up front, especially with the fuel being split too. Um, yeah. it helps. So yeah, I, I think hold the million format for, for other big races, whether it be, a, you know, Saturday night at Kings Royal or even other tracks, I think could adapt the million format. Okay. I've got another fold. Um, we're going to fold our producer, Tyler Burnett's fishing skills. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he was not, uh, not very impressive with, uh, our boy Jack at the, that uh, was a great piece. I haven't seen the, uh, AJ Foyt piece, but I did watch the Jack Hewitt one with Tyler and <laughs> it was really good. I mean, Jack's obviously hilarious. And then Tyler, Tyler looked about how I think I would be fishing. <laughs> Um, but I, I did send Tyler, I, I sent him a text cause I was sitting next to our 10 year old friend, Grayson price who fishes all the time. He's like, Oh my God, he doesn't even know how to set a hook or like, <laughs> all sorts of crap on him. It was hilarious. Was like, and then he sent me a picture of this like big bass that he caught. He's like, send that, send this picture to him, send this picture to him. So I thought great. A 10 year old was talking smack. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. All right. Um, I think that's going to do it for episode eight here. As we said, Grandview tomorrow, uh, Kokomo next week, the rain out makeup date, August 1st. Um, and then 
We'll run Houston's on August 15th. Those are the next three coming up for Highland Sprint Car Series, 610 Eastern tomorrow night. We'll get going uh, from Grandview. Guys, thank you. We'll, uh, I guess we'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good. Thank you. See ya. Yep. Thanks, guys.